What's going on, everybody? Hope y'all are doing well on this very, very fine day, very fine morning. You're listening to The Summit State of Mind. This is The Commissioner here. I want to let you know that we have another exciting episode, episode 49, featured out for y'all today. We're going to review game one of the preseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. Literally immediate reactions, maybe less than five minutes after the game had ended, maybe like two minutes. So we talk about immediately, just based on the eye test, based on what myself and the GM saw from KPJ, vying for most improved already out the gate, Uh, Jalen Green showing flashes of success. Uh, talking about Daniel Tyson, what he provides as the anchor of on the defensive end and everything in between the the stellar comeback that we made in the fourth quarter. You know, all the good and all the bad that comes with the preseason. So we're also going to talk about the lows that they went through in the third quarter and ultimately the success that they garnered by winning uh, 125 to 118. So it's going to be a, a fun episode. We get, finally get to see KPJ and Jalen Green in uniform. So it's very exciting stuff. If you watched... With, if you watch the game, you get to kind of just follow along with us live literally the following morning after the game. So go ahead and give us a listen. We appreciate y'all. That's enough of me talking. Go ahead and sit back, relax if you're driving. Enjoy. If you're not, have a drink and welcome once again to the Summit State of Mind. Oh, wait. The GM's going to actually give a call here at the end of the game to announce the win. That's right. He did that live. So I'm going to lob it up to him right here. So once again... Welcome to the Summit State of Mind. The score is 123-119 Houston. 5.4 seconds left on the clock. Armani Brooks at the free throw line with his second shot. And it's off, but K.J. Martin gets the rebound. Let's go, and the Rockets are going to walk away with the first victory of the preseason. That was perfect. (laughs) That's the intro. What is going on, everyone? And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin, fresh off the first ever, not the first ever, but the first preseason game. It felt like forever in 2021. Starting it off with a big dub. Put the dubs in the air one time. One time for your boy. Dubs in the air. LP doing work. Uh, future most improved player of the year. MIP. You know, KPJ doing work. GM, I just have to ask you. We are going to be reviewing game one of the preseason. And just immediate thoughts and immediate reaction after what we had just witnessed. I really liked what the team brought to the table. I really liked the energy that was being presented out there. And it was very, very good, I would say. Like, I think that the offense that they ran was very, very good, especially with Daniel Tice on the floor. He was a table setter for them. He calmed them down. He was very good, very good. Everywhere where he needed to be, setting the screens, He was peeling out when need be, cutting to the basket when need be, there to do the dirty work. I really liked watching LP. LP was uh, someone who played very smooth. Um, I was very impressed with KPJ. Jalen looked very, very timid out there, but it's okay. 
um, considering that there is a lot of hype to him. But we'll dig in more into the details, but based on what we saw, let's not mention Josh Christopher. Usman Garuba hit a three. Oh, don't. that's the meat potatoes this entire episode. I got 20 minutes of dialogue reserved for the Usman, the man, Usman Garuba. But go ahead. I, but I, I, I digress. I digress. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, Dante Exum, the urban legend. Oh, that was the other 20 minutes of the pod. I had another 20 minutes dedicated to the urban legend, uh, international man of mystery. But go on. I digress. Overall, I really liked the team's effort on both ends. The defense was sloppy for majority of the game. But overall, I did like the energy. The energy was there. So this is a team that's going to be very exciting to watch. I agree. I think from what I – I guess from what I've seen from the get-go, the energy was going to be there from the start, which is what we expected. But did you ever guess that a Daniel Tice 2 from the midi was going to be your – your start to the entire NBA season overall was going to be a Daniel Tice midi 2? But, you know, I I think that – I think that's – I think that's fantastic that it wasn't even a set play for him. We thought it was a set play for what? Wood? It looked like a set, set play, play for, for Christian Wood, Wood or yeah, maybe Jalen Green. It was a slip on a screen and he fell. Yep. So obviously it was going to be a broken play from then on. So good stuff, GM. Let's talk about it now. 125-119 was the score. Um, It was our 100% vaccinated Houston Rockets against an unvaccinated Bradley Beal. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. But for real, it was a team it was a team effort all around. Let's just talk about what we saw. Let's just go down the line. Um let's start with future most improved player of the year. Let's start with Kevin Porter Jr., man. I'm I'm if I were the NBA, I'd start already I'd start writing down that that either that name on the ballot, or I'd start engraving that name into the freaking trophy because the way he looked was so reminiscent of James Harden early in his career, uh, early in his career in Houston. Uh, stat line real quick, he had uh, 25 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, over 50% shooting, and I think he shot like 5 of 10 from 3. So if you're looking at it just on the eye test alone, it's preseason, it's game 1 of the preseason where the games don't matter, but for a young guy like KPJ, to give him the opportunity to develop confidence, knowing that he's a guy that came from Cleveland with mental health stuff. He needed this. And I and I said this when we were watching the game. I was like, man, I've never seen this guy play so free. And yeah. but you talked about this though, GM. Let's let me ask you real quick. We know what he was able to do offensively, but let's talk about his defense, because you talked you mentioned this during the game. You said the one thing you noticed was the movement and the ability to stay with the with the offensive player on the defensive end. So talk about defensive end first. The one thing that I really liked, as you could see, that was the shuffling of his feet. His feet was on point to the point where he was always staying in front of the defender. I felt like that was very crucial to his development. He gained some confidence in regards to that. His offensive game led to his good defense. I, I, which I think he fed off that energy. He had a couple blocks in there. So I really liked what he showed in game one of the preseason. You could see what he improved. You could see he started digging into his bag of tricks. He was working the post. He was just on another level tonight. And I really, really liked what we saw. He was so confident. And in my eyes, I think that's perfect. I thought that the way he played was just 
um, what's it called? Like mm. over and I don't want to say like knows no bounds, but you know what the saying I'm trying to say. I think his, I think his, what we thought we'd see from him, but we were cautiously optimistic about was the potential. And you can already see the strength that he has already garnered in this offseason, the improved jump shot, the fact that last year there were times when he almost took, I mean, you know, this is going to be a shot to the KPJ lovers out there, but where he looked almost disinterested defensively last year because of the fact that he, he didn't know what to do. He came from, you know, like I said, he came from Cleveland where they probably didn't help him too much. And he's he came in not knowing anything, so to have a full off season to work to work out on your game, and then for the Houston brass to basically say, "Here are the keys," for John Wall to say, "Hey man, you can take the keys now. Let's go. You run the show." Like if that doesn't give you confidence enough already in your talent level of a KPJ, you're not meant to make it in this league. And KPJ is absolutely meant to make it in this league if he continues to play the way he plays. Is he going to go nine to seventeen every game? No, right? Definitely no. not. But he's definitely going to be, if he can stay in between those numbers to some degree, I mean, come on now, man. Absolutely. That's a MIP. I mean, let's not even forget to mention already the chemistry between him and Daniel Tice. How much, how how many times he was finding Daniel Tice in there um, with his rolling passes or the alley-oops. You could already see that they've been working a lot on that mm-hmm. pick and roll, pick and pop. Um, with the threat of a Christian Wood coming off the dribble or with the three. So mm-hmm. I really, really like the potential of the offense and just adding in the threat of a Jalen Green who is playing a little timid today, but you could tell he's just trying to find his way. This is KPJ's team right now, and Jalen is just a part of that. You mean the you mean mean the other half of uh, the sexy boys? Yeah, there you go. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's the thing that everyone's gonna come to know that I've already started creating nicknames for the boys for the boys on uh, Polk Street. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> but yes, you know, like uh, KPJ was just he was on another level tonight, and I I really liked the idea of him digging into his bag and seeing what he he has worked on. And improved on, but I'm going to say it again. His defense was just next level for me individually. The team defense was so-so. I mean, there there's a lot needs of improvement there. But his defense, court, yeah. Especially his defense was just solid. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I very agree. excited to see what this team brings to the table. No, I agree. Because I think what what we have now... What KPJ provides and what Jalen Green lacks, because KPJ is in his third year, he knows the NBA, he's faced every team in the NBA, he knows what's going to be coming up, and he knows what needs to be done. It should help Jalen Green as he progresses and gets better down the line. Now let's move down the line to the number two guard, to the uh, to the other half of the sexy boys guard lineup. Um, Jalen Green, I mean, look. I mentioned this to you, GM, in the past, and I don't know if I've mentioned it here in the podcast. You're going to stumble across moments where you're going to be like, what the hell? What the hell, Jalen Green? Come on. You know, there's going to be moments like that, and I'm sure if you were to roll the tape back 1996 when Kobe got drafted, I'm not comparing him to Kobe, but 
Kobe even described himself as a guy who shot a bunch of air balls. Now, granted, Jalen Green did look timid, but there were moments where he wasn't afraid to shoot the ball. There were moments where he wasn't afraid to attack. Was yeah. he getting out-muscled, out-powered a lot of the times? Yes, it's what we come to expect. Yeah. But Jalen Green overall, I mean, look, 4 of 14 from the floor, nothing spectacular. He didn't hit a single three tonight. All the threes, except for maybe the set threes that were wide open, looked a little wonky, in my opinion. So... I don't know if it was just the release point. Maybe he just didn't feel comfortable. Maybe it was a little bit of nerves. Maybe it's all of it put together. You just never know. So he's 0 of 6 from 3. Um, he had about 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 12 points. I mean, it was a minus 9 on the floor. So it wasn't necessarily fantastic. But I think on my view, it's it's okay. It's fine. Because yeah. it's preseason, let him get this out now. Yes, our expectations should not be astronomical for him. I think that Jalen played like I had expected. He was trying to figure it out a little bit, trying to find his place. And I think that he did play aggressive in certain aspects, especially when he was driving to the bucket. I liked that. I liked his aggressiveness. Um, that mid-range shot that he took... Where he hit it, I thought that was a great move. The threes are gonna drop. Yeah, but today was not it wasn't, that. It wasn't like it's not like they were horrible misses either. Yeah, right? but I mean, you know, like like you stated, um, I noticed in a few of his shots, his shots just looked. Uh, the shot just did not look good. It didn't look consistent. Something was kind of off, yeah, uh, mechanics like wise. mechanic wise. Mm-hmm. But you know, begin to strike that up to nerves. Um, but. As the second overall pick, there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding him. But it's okay because nothing is really expected of this team this year. So it's we're just going to run with it. Allow him to make his mistakes. He has KPJ to have his back. He has the other guys. He's got Daniel Tice to make sure that, you know, who will fight for him, with him. You know, mm-hmm. Christian Wood, mm-hmm. a potential all-star. You know, so it looks like he's got a good foundation surrounding him. Of course, and I think that's good. But you know, every time, every miss that he, every miss that he received, made me think, "Oh man, would Cade Cunningham have missed those shots?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one time for you, the boy. But he's actually out with an injury right now. Injury right now, so I shouldn't even be talking. <laughs> Get better soon, Cade Cunningham. But okay, so. We'll chalk it up to nerves. We'll chalk it up to a little bit of just getting used to it. Um, I don't want to count any egg before they hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still aggressive at times. He showed flashes of greatness. The first bucket was a straight-up NBA star bucket. Like, that's a bucket that all the stars can make. It is, it's a quick move off the screen to get to shake the defender, to lean towards the screener. And then straight beeline to the rim, stay up in the air for two to three seconds, power through the contact, and just float it in. Like, that is a 100% NBA move. Yeah. And he definitely learned that by playing with the Ignite. So there's flashes of moments like that. The dunk that he was able to get on the fast break to beat two defenders off the dribble. That's another thing that he acquired by playing with the G League Ignite. Yeah. Then you got the misses, the mechanics, the stuff that he does need to work on. So it's, look, he's 19. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He'll get He's it not going to be perfect. So let's so let's move on now. Let's spotlight um my new favorite center, the uh, the German Hammer, Daniel Tice, my boy, 
the legend. Man, what am I? Oh, oh, yo, yo, you guys understand? I got a walk in my hands right now. You want to know what I'm? You want to know what I'm cooking? What are you cooking, Kenny? Oh man, every time he makes a bucket, man, I'm cooking some fried tice over here, baby. You already know the vibes, Jeez. big time over here. I don't care. You know, you know, you you laughed the first time, and that's fine. You, this is the fourth <laughs> time you've heard the joke. It's a little late in the night, so I understand you're a little tired. So, but for the folks out there, whether you laugh or not, it's understandable. I'm making some fried tice regardless. So, <laughs> Daniel, you, you tice, got the walk. You already know, baby. I got the walk. I'm gonna make me some fried tice. You already know the German hammer did work tonight. I always believed, and I said this in the end of the last episode when we decided to, we played that game to pick our lineups. Daniel Tice is going to be very needed on the necessities of the back end in the paint as a communicator on defense. Because yeah. that's a, well, first of all, that's such a big deal to me. But outside of myself, this is big. But let's talk about his stat line as a whole: twelve points, five of nine from the floor. Offensively, was pretty freaking great. Only five rebounds, a little less than what I initially thought. He had two turnovers. Um, hmm, He didn't have a block. I thought he had a block. But overall. But he defended very well. He defended very well. It's not things that you'll see on a stat. You won't see on a stat sheet, but I can see why we ended up getting a Daniel Tice. So what did you think straight out of the gate? Sorry, we are watching uh, Boston, New York right now because it uh, it facilitates some necessities towards the Houston Astros, which we'll probably talk about at the end of the episode. But go um, ahead and go ahead, go on. Give, uh, give me a word on Daniel Tice. What I, you, I what think Tice saw? was a table setter. Like he was just so good in all all aspects of the game. Like he was such a great defender. He was communicating on defense. He was setting screens for KPJ and Jalen. He was coming out when needed, driving to the bucket when needed. He was there to clean it up. He was putting his. He wasn't leaving his feet. He was staying stationary. That's my, he was that's, playing that's, that's what very you do, baby. smart that's how defense, you do it. and that's what this team needs. Someone to show them the fundamentals. Someone that can make a mid-range jump shot when he's wide open. Oh, dare I say someone that can set a legit screen. I'm looking at you, Christian Wood. Set a legit screen. Daniel Tice was he was banging the he was he was banging. He was banging body to body against the uh, against the Wizards over here playing placing some big, hard, strong screens. So definitely something definitely something to look out for, especially when the season starts. He's gonna be Absolutely. a product of consistency, and that's why I told you Daniel Tice is the starter. He did hit a three, I believe, tonight as well. Uh, let me he look. showed some confidence in his jumper. He, and no, I, he did not. Oh, I thought he did. No, no. You got mistaken for the god Usman Gruba, but I'll 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 let that slide today. Oh stop. Um so yeah, flashes flashes. Um and he's gonna play very well. He's just gonna be like he's gonna be water. He's gonna be consistent. That's yep. just what he's there for. That's why we signed him to that contract. It's a very great contract. Yeah, he knows he so. knows his role, and he's going to play it to a T, and yep. he's fine with that. Um, he's perfect. He's a perfect complement for what this team needs. And he's and, and he was willing. Yeah. Can we talk about like this also, which we didn't talk about enough in Daniel Tice was the willingness to come here to a fresh new team where players don't know, you know most of the like, eight of these players are under twenty five. Like, come on, let's talk. Like, that's incredible that a vet like Daniel Tice. Already, you know, well, I'm not a vet vet, but you know what I mean? Like he's been here for already more than a few years, but the ability to come here and you can already see the strides that he has taken by being a leader on this team. So shout outs to you, Daniel Tice. You are doing work while I cook some fried Tice over here. (laughs) All right. Enough of the uh, Daniel Tice talk. Let's go ahead and move on here. But before we move on, we need to talk about and give a shout out to one of our best sponsors out there. 
That's right, I'm talking about the anime streetwear label, the best on this side of H-Town, doing big things from day one all the way to now. That's right, I'm talking about my best friend's brand, Day Off, the GM. Go ahead, I'm going to lob it up to you. Tell the people what they need to know and where they need to go. Tired of the same old anime tees? Tired of the mall core look? That first colony mall core look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love well be sure to check out the brand day off for your retro anime goods from animes like macross neon genesis evangelion to cowboy bebop and my hero academia so day off is your source for anime induced graphic mayhem use code day off summit for a 10 percent discount at dayoff.shop that's d-a-y dash off dot shop and make sure to shop and enjoy some time with your boys what's up y'all it's samoa bro aka sean from shots and thoughts and you are listening to the summit state of mind podcast christian wood he actually had only attempted Actually, he only attempted five shots the entire game. I thought my initial thoughts were on Christian Wood. Is I don't know if he's being less aggressive because he's playing with Green and Porter, or if you know he's trying to help out the other, you know, f- help facilitate for the team. But there were moments that I thought he was pretty decent defensively, but offensively. I need my boy to stop dribbling at the top of the key, thinking he's a guard. Yeah, he was definitely trying to make decisions on the fly with dribbling, and I was not a fan of that. I really thought that he was just... I thought he should have just put up the shot from where he was. He had space. But I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to create. He did have some uh, moves in the post as well. He could not box out a door today. He wasn't very good... On the defense. There's no end. improvement on that end, and that's what I said. He needed to either gain look, my, my keys for Wood on the offseason was gain some weight, uh-huh. get better defensively, and learn to box out. Look, you're a big whether you like it or not. Yeah. He's he's a big. As much as he doesn't want to accept it, look, you don't have to be the center, that's perfectly fine. You're gonna play minutes at the center, but you don't have to be the center. But the bottom line here is that you're big, you're tall, you're lengthy, you gotta be able to get some boards, man. So yeah, There's I mean, but so much. like we said, it's the first game of the preseason. I think he'll be okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with Christian mad. I, I, maybe he was doing what KPJ was doing, trying to dig into the bag, try some new tricks, and see if it works or not against a lowly one, Wizards yeah, team. It's game one in the preseason. I agree. Okay, good point. You, you talked me off the ledge. All right, just like that, I'm a Christian Wood fan. We again. just have to think about it in the sense of. Uh, you know, that's just the first preseason game. We got to not light the fuse just yet. Okay. <laughs> you like that? You like that? <laughs> I got to work on my Kawhi Leonard left. Okay, it's fine. I'll give you the Vince Vaughn left. <laughs> it was good. I mean, no, I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Light, light, light the fuse. Uh, shout outs to the Houston Rockets department for uh, creating that new song with the three legends. And that's runs in. Oh, game open that's five, for the Yankees. Red Sox. Five to one? Six to one? Oh, he's out. Oh, that's out. Yeah, he messed up, but that's okay. There's two runs, though. Yeah, it's two runs. Six to one. So, good stuff. Good good stuff for the Red Sox. Okay, 
So let's stay on. Let's keep ourselves on topic. There's a lot of things I need to get better with Christian Wood. But like you said, it's game one of the preseason where the games, at the end of the day, they don't matter. They matter for reps. They don't matter in terms of record. So it's fine. Get to try something different. Do what you got to do. Get comfortable with the team that you're with. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about uh, God's favorite NBA player, or or also known as uh, Mr. Fundamentals' favorite player, Eric Gordon. I'm totally kidding, Ray. It's just a joke. <laughs> Eric Gordon. Um. Consistent. <laughs> two of three. Six points. He does, two threes he, he made. He does I what mean, he does. He, he didn't really yeah. play. He was just kind of like, I'm going to hang out for a bit and we'll let the Young Bucks play, but don't worry. This is just me like getting a sweat in, trying to build up my cardio. Um, Eric Gordon, honestly, there's nothing to say because he was basically who he is. And so mm. I'm not too worried. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so that's where I thought Eric Gordon was too. And there were a lot of plays where I swear, like he got the ball top the key, he dribble in and I'm like, and I and I don't know if it's like legit PTSD, yeah. and I think it is a little PTSD from like because we've played we've had Gordon now for going on six five six years, so it's like in my head I'm just like kick it out to Harden. Oh shit, Harden's not on the court. You know what I mean? Like I thought that for like a split second, and I think that's just crazy. Or like Gordon would slip a pass and maybe slipping a pass to Capella or something. So it's it's crazy to think about, but as a whole. I mean, Gordon's going to do what he does. I don't want him to be the starter for game one of the season. Yeah. But for the reps for himself, to get reps with the young group, I'm okay with it. It's fine. We'll see what happens when the other games, you know, when the other preseason games occur and how uh, practices continue to pile up, and we'll see where we are. So let's move on here. Um, Let's see. Let's move on oh, now to... Oh, I, I know who about, I want to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, LP. Yes. Okay, let's go. Talk about my boy Al P. Sangoon, man. Come on, you're you're the you're the president of the Goon Squad over here. Talk about Al P. I will say this. Well, can I give you a stat line real quick? Yes, give me the stat line. All right, so he played 13 minutes, two of four. He was 50% from the floor. Eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, two turnovers. Yo, my boy, my, my my boy led the team in personal fouls. With five. Yeah, that's going to make sense. Five points. So, okay. So, I'm going to lob it up to you now. Come on, president of the Goon Squad. Let him know. The statistics don't tell the whole story. He brought the energy throughout the whole game. He made the key assist on the fast break to Josh Christopher to get us the lead in the game. Uh, He played so well. He showed so many... um, possible signs of being the next Pau Gasol with the way he moves in the paint with just how smooth he is his vision his length like you could see he got the ball and he was ready to make moves and he wasn't afraid to make those moves and he was getting into the paint with ease at this point of his career to do that is very telling. I like what I see. And if we can mold that with his defense, granted, he did have five fouls. Yeah, we saw that coming. Bigs, especially bigs from foreign countries, those guys are always going to have high count of fouls. So that's okay. As well as the that time when he had – and he knew he made a mistake too, the offensive goaltending. Yes. The second he did that and he came down and he was like, ah, fuck. Like I made yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Like he knows. He knew he made a mistake at that at that point. So I agree. I think Sengun is the way you the way you were talking about him, you can't teach it. You either 
That's like God-given talent almost. The timing of it. It's like you either have it or you don't. Yes. That's just... He was the MVP of the Turkish League last year. Mm-hmm. It's going to come with growing pains. Like I said, the five fouls, a little sloppy here and there. Yeah. Defensively, he was fine. I yeah. thought he was actually good. But you could see he built a rapport with DJ Augustine. Him and DJ Augustine ran that pick and roll to a T the way that they played. They played a two-man game very well. And you could see DJ was getting so many open shots off Alpine. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked what I saw. I thought the chemistry was great. It's pretty crazy to me. But overall, the energy, the defense was there. He was grabbing rebounds as the biggest guy on the court. And I was very, very impressed at his effort. I think I underestimated how big i you know i remember what he looked like in summer league but now i'm looking at him again and i'm like huh this thing's bigger than i expected like he just looks whiter maybe it's just the jersey cut i don't know what it is but he looked whiter and and i think this is gonna bode well for him and you know shout outs to craig ackerman and uh god ryan hollins for on the broadcast um Saying basically that they noticed that he's a big body and and this is going to bode well for him down the line. He's a rookie. He's the youngest player on this Rockets roster. And to be that polished already out of the gate. Yes. Could be the steal of the 2021 NBA draft. Absolutely. As of right now. And it's showing right here. There's going to be moments where they make mistakes. This is a young team. They're going to make mistakes. Just like the way LP is going to make mistakes here and there. Just like Jalen Green is going to make mistakes here and there. Just like Josh Christopher is going to make mistakes here and there. Just like Usman Garuba is never going to make mistakes. I'm just saying, though, for this team as a whole, it's definitely something that they can look forward to. Alperin Sangoon is going to be a legit big by the time it's all said and done, at the very least. I'm not, I don't know if I go far as say he's an all-star right now, Yeah. but he is a serviceable big right now. And he can help any other of the 29 NBA teams. I'll say that right now out of the gate. So that's where I that's so I agree with you essentially. Alperin Sangoon and he definitely fed off well with DJ Augustine. DJ, I'm I'm happy to be be at home. I'm happy to be home with seven million dollars, Augustine. Yeah, and Augustine being consistent. So I thought he played very well too. Let's can we, let's take a let's take a step back, James Harden style. Let's take a side step actually a little bit. Let's talk about Ryan Hall because I just remember. <laughs> okay, because people have asked us, people have asked me too, and said, "What do you think of the Ryan Holland hiring?" <laughs> Man, uh, I, I wanted to give him a chance. I still do. He's, I mean, no, no, he, I don't he's think got he's, bad. he's got potential. He's not bad. He's like a cringier Clyde Drexler, right? Is I would that what say you're calling so. Him? He's, what would he's, you, okay, what would you... Go ahead. Give me your give me your opinion. He's just trying to find know. his place. And he's never... I don't think he's really done play-by-play. Play. Hollins is probably just in a hire for namesake in regards to the fact that he is a former player. Um, But... You, you tell the people what you thought... What you told me what you thought it might be. Why we got Hollins. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Oh, you're not going to say that. Okay, that's, that's off that's, the record. That's, okay, wow. That's a little too controversial. Oh, okay. I'm not right, going right. to say that. Okay, okay. We're not going we're, we're to lose sponsorships over this. Okay. No. Fantastic. All right, cool. So, okay, I'll sidestep that. But I will say this, though, in terms of the Ryan Hollins hiring. There were a lot of moments where I was like, did he just say that? Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know what I mean? But, like, I think it maybe I mean, it's nerves a little bit. 
as well. Yeah, he's fresh. He's very okay. Hey man, it's game one of the preseason, let's, baby. Let's say this, Kenny. Let's say this. <laughs> okay. We're gonna let's keep this to wrestling terms. Okay, he's right, very right. green on the mic. Oh he's very green. <laughs> he's rocking he my is very to he's, a T. He's ringmaster. He's not good enough to call out Shit. moves just yet. He's terrorizing. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> yes. okay. The man is very right, green I'm on in. the mic thus far. And let, let, let's give him a chance to find his – he's got the perfect tag team partner in Craig Ackerman. It will allow him to get comfortable, and I think that it's a great it, – it can possibly be a great pickup. Who knows? Okay, well – Game one of the preseason, because <laughs> if he's playing, <laughs> but play by play, no, I totally get it. No, okay, okay, good stuff. All right, you, you, bu- just like you talked me off the ledge on Christian Wood, I'm right back in the Ryan Holland's sweepstakes. Let's freaking go. I got, so I, got I got to bring you back in. Fuck I got to reel you back in. You're, you know what you are? You know what you are? You are the, uh, you're the, what they call, uh, they call Bully Ray this on. Uh, shout outs to the broken. Oh, is it not broken skull? It's the. Uh, was that uh, busted open? Busted they call open, him the yeah. screw tightener. You're the one that you know. You, you bring it back to earth. That's what you do. I'm the guy that leaps over the fences. You're the guy that brings it back to the ballpark. So I appreciate that. Okay, I, I, I'll keep it open for now. But Ryan Hollins, there were some takes, man. Where myself and Twitter agreed. We were just like, man, it's it a little out there. But that's neither here nor there. Ryan Hollins, we'll we'll give it time. We we'll give it time. But I just wanted to give him a shout out, obviously, because he was a hiring, and we have been meaning to talk about it. So. All right, so back to the game. The second, let's so a lot of what we've been talking about overall in game, but a lot of it was also first half related in terms of because of the starters played most of the first half in the third quarter. Yeah. Um. Off the gate, the third quarter, and I'm gonna ask your opinion in a second. My opinion on the third quarter was, man, they the the starters in the Wizards like Brad Beal and the Vets and Kuzma. They started to take over. They were like, all right, that's enough messing around. Like, let's bring these youngins back to earth because they were making some sharp passes, sharp cuts, shot. And, and granted, they were also super hot from three. Let's let's mm. not take that away. Yeah. They were super hot from three. But they made the defense look, and I said this at one point, Linguini, some 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 spaghetti Linguini defense we were playing because they were just a step slow on the cuts, yeah. a step slow on the switches. I agree. What did you think? I think that... Because of that is the reason why that we should learn to expect this throughout the season. Uh, last year was the same way. The thir- second and the third quarters, the teams were just not good. Um, defensively, it's going to be an adjustment. And Beal, Kuzma, those guys are going to show why they're professionals and who they are. That's why they were established in this league. This team is trying to establish themselves. But for now, those guys are the vets, and it explains why. I agree. I agree. And when the tide started turning on our favor is when I hope future starter for game one of the season, Jay Sean Tate, comes on the floor and establishes the defensive presence along yeah. with Kenyon Martin Jr., along with you know these players that no, you know, DJ Augustine, these guys who know how to, in Alperin Sangoon on top of it. I think, I don't know, like having, and we're going to talk about this too. This is a perfect lob to Jay Sean Tate, but Jay Sean Tate, like, he is exactly what we, you know, what, what we thought he was. And it's a preseason game and it's what Daniel, he is what he's, he is what he's advertised as, mm-hmm. like Daniel Tice. You know what he's going to provide. 
Yeah. That's why I want I wanted Jay Sean Tate to start to establish more of a presence defensively, to give more of a defensive identity for this team. Eric Gordon's a great defender. I'm not taking away from Eric Gordon, but of course Eric Gordon's playing on a team where he knows he's not gonna win a title. So how much is he gonna, you know, push the gas defensively and how much is he gonna back off? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So Jay Sean Tate basically has provided that spark defensively and he was able to do that off the bench and the tide started turning when he came on the floor yep i thought he played very well numbers weren't big it wasn't really much uh, let me pull up his stat line real quick only four points one of four it, it, nothing nothing's too spectacular he didn't attempt a three i've been hearing a lot about his three he didn't att- he didn't get a chance to attempt one but i'm sure he will uh, before it's all said and done but immediate thoughts on jay sean tate i think jay sean tate was was great considering all the things he does it's not going to show up on the stat sheet but no i agree i think that he played very well he played to his role he brought that energy on the defensive end they needed that anchor when tice was out and he just he's stable on defense but he brings a different type of stability with his energy tice is just more so fundamental while tate is just like the guy who's just kind of like Let's bring it. Like, let's bring it all the time. So, I really liked what he brought to the table. I think that overall it was good. He, I I agree with you. I would prefer to him to start with Eric Gordon coming off the bench. But honestly, the way this, this team looked, this actually looked pretty good with him. The only thing is, with, the, only, the only thing that would worry me is that when he goes to the bench, who's going to anchor the defense? So, because especially with the third quarters. When the starters go. That's yes. what you're trying to say. Okay. Yes. But that's when you kind of have to trust Gordon in-house, right? That these guys who've been there. Yeah, but Tate, but not, can, but Tate can guard one changer. through five. Yeah, he's a game As changer. opposed to Gordon in-house will guard one through three, Which maybe four. Which is why four. you believe Gordon, one of Gordon or house, will probably start. I mean, I believe that they would start too. It's yeah. just not my choice. I didn't want Gordon to start, but I did like what I saw with Gordon on the floor for them. He's, he's just basically their option. Spacing. Hang out in the corner on the wing and be ready with the ultimate green light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, agreed, agreed. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on here. But before we move on, let's give another shout out and another plug to another great sponsor that we have out there. That's right, voted number one in the entire world and definitely the best barbershop that exists in the city of H-Town. That's right, whiskey at the door, beer at the door, good vibes and good times. I am talking about the best barbershop. I'm talking about the Argyle League. The GM is going to go ahead and do... The ad here, go ahead and take it big, bro. Let them know how it is and where they need to go to. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey all while being taken care of by top shelf professional barbers? That's right. This is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircut since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They have also been featured in GQ Magazine. They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've worked with Sports Radio 610 and Hope Lodge Houston. They were voted Houston's best barbershop by Modern Magazine, Houston Press, The Manual Guide, plus many more publications. And that's just a few of their accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and want to look like a gentleman, we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers located at 709 West Alabama Street, Houston, Texas. Visit their website, argaleague.com, to book an appointment. That's 
A-R-G-Y-L-E, league.com to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. What's good, everybody? This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast with the commissioner and the GM. Let's get it. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about the fourth quarter. And fourth quarter, we knew that the starters were going to be mostly out. Jalen Green played a couple minutes. KPJ, I don't think, played any minutes in the fourth. Uh, I don't think so. So this is when, you know, Wizards started kind of – they pulled, started pulling away a little bit. There were moments when it looked like they were going to – they were going to seal the game. They were going to win. But then, you know, a few heroes stepped on the floor. Uh, let's name one of the heroes now. It's obviously the the offensive player that stepped up and hit three threes when it mattered. <laughs> um, he went three for three from the three-point line. I mean, the man who, had, who has the ultimate green light, we knew that he'd be very energetic. But the three-point shot was the part that was inconsistent with his game. And the man comes in and shoots three for three. Let's talk about the gentleman's favorite guy, Josh Christopher. Yeah, well, okay. First of all, he shot three for four. Sorry, Ken. Oh, did he? Oh, I got three for three here. So, Oh, he did miss one. You're right off the backboard. So, NBA.com lied to me. This is, it says three for three. Yeah, well, they fucked up. Son of, but son anyways. Of okay, anyways, This is not my fault, by the way. I'm I really stats. enjoyed watching Josh Christopher on the floor for this fourth quarter. He was running the offense. And he was shooting... With reckless abandon, and he was hitting, and you could tell he's been working on it. He struggled in the in the in the, in the oh, summer league. Oh, so, in regards to that, I think that bodes well for the fact that he can play when it matters. Armani Brooks hit another big three in the fourth. Sniper Brooks, I'm t- I- Usman Garuba hit a three, oh, whoa, 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 and then whoa, whoa, and then no, they brought no, no, in no, no, Alpi. No, no, no. How dare you talk about my boy without me even getting a start? Sorry. No, they, no, no. They, and then they brought in Alpi after. Okay, so. all right. There you go. Good good call. Good call, GM. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. No, no. It was a good call. No, you're right. Sni- Sniper Brooks. I'm not going to call him Armani anymore. I just want to call him Sniper Brooks because that's his, that's his tag on Twitter and Instagram. But Sniper Brooks, under a minute, he's the type of guy when I was telling you, I was like, if you need a three, you put. I think you just need to put him in the game. I, I'm seeing shades of... Gosh, and I'm not trying... This is not a knock on him in any way. I see shades of Steve Novak over here. Just If you need a three, just put... He doesn't need to play any part of the game. Just put him in. It looks like Armani Brooks is, will be ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Or if there's a game where he's playing well in the third quarter and maybe keep him in in clutch time. But if you need a three, he's the type of player that you just kind of bring in. Even yeah. if he's cold. I feel like he'll hit it. No problem. Troy Daniels style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Troy Daniels style. Uh, Steve Novak style. So, great stuff there. All right. Let's talk about two of my favorite players on the team. Player number one, Usman Garuba. Jesus. Okay. My love fest for Usman Garuba knows no bounds. Um, He was two for two. He had five points. I like the energy that he brought defensively, but I did think he put his hand in the cookie jar a little too much in the fourth quarter. You'd have to agree. <laughs> he did. I mean, he played well. He played, very, he played very well, but he, he kept trying to go for steals when he was at the top of the key. And I understand what he's trying to do. But he has to pick his spots better because he yeah. did commit a few fouls on that front. So I thought that that was a little... He, he was just fixed. feeling antsy. It's the fourth quarter. He's trying to help lead the comeback. And I he's understand. not playing against Bradley Beal. I understand. He's not playing against Steph Curry or fucking yeah. you know, yeah. Russell Westbrook or anything like that. So I understand that. So he played very well. It led that charge to that comeback that helped us get the win. I mean, Usman Grubo is so key. Kenyon Martin Jr. was also very key. I mean, you're talking about uh, light the... F- 
Was it light the fuse? Light the fuse. Yes. Lighting the fuse, Kenny Martin Jr. I mean, there's no light. There's no one that lights the fuse more than Kenny Martin Jr. Man, bouncing off the floor, his energy was out of this world. Twelve points, four or five from the floor. He had the most. No, no, he didn't. It was uh, plus minus. Highest plus minus was Brooks, Christopher, and Exum. But um, I digress. Kenny Martin Jr. Right? Was straight. Th- give me straight thoughts on him. I thought he did great. He played very well. I mean, he didn't look confident with his three-point shot. He's been working on it. But I did like what he saw. I, I did like what I saw in regards to the offense, the defense. Mm-hmm. He was here and there. But overall, I liked what I saw based on the energy, you know? Anyone can play Anyone can play well in practice, though. I mean, remember we heard the legend of Ryan Bowen hitting 53s in practice? or Oh, yeah. Hitting threes in the preseason. But you know what I mean? It's just it's hard when the lights are on. And you know you're in game time in front of fans. It's just a whole new ball game. Yeah, so it's he'll, a different. He'll animal. develop that confidence. It, I agree. It should right. I agree. When I saw Kenyon Martin Jr. So side note, when I saw Kenyon Martin Jr. on the floor, I was like, "Holy crap, we have Kenyon Martin Jr." I totally forgot. Like, holy shit! Like, our team is freaking deep. Like, considering that we're young, we're actually a pretty deep team, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's one that's kind of gone to the wayside because everyone's so excited about the rookies. Though they remember that KJ Martin was a second round pick and a huge steal last year. He's a rotational piece. So I think he deserves a little bit more respect, but it's easy to forget him in regards to the grand scheme of things. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Because he was very key part of the rotation last year. I can yes. see him being a key yes. part this year, but also just kind of like you said, he may just fall by the wayside. Another player that fell by the wayside we did not talk about Uncle Dave, man. Crazy Uncle Dave. David Nwaba. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's right. David Nwaba, he played pretty well, all things considered. I mean, he airballed a three. He did. But, well. I mean, it was totally out of his range. <laughs> he shot it like three feet above the three-point line, but nonetheless. He was one of the first people off the bench. Yeah. David Nwaba is going to provide you more consistency. Actually, GM, you talked about someone that can help anchor a defense. I think David Nwaba is actually very, could actually really help anchor the defense for the second yeah, he, unit. he brings a and lot he of actually energy. He's, very, he he's a very good perimeter defender. So, yeah, that's something that we can totally... We can think about, right? Absolutely. Okay, so I think David Noble played very well. Let's talk about... Let's move over from... We talked about Kenya Martin Jr., Usman Gruba. Let's talk about the legend, man. What is it, the urban myth? Is that that what he called him? Craig Ackerman called him the urban legend. The urban legend. Dante Exum, because we never saw him. (laughs) It was like finding Bigfoot. You know, but like, we found Bigfoot... My man's on the court, and you had a lot of hilarious things to say about him. Like, the the white does not fit him very well. But he's trying to send that out of there. Sorry, we're also looking at uh, Boston, New York. Okay, so Exum. I thought Exum, Exum was fine. I thought what he did as a whole was, was good. I mean, it's what we expect. He's a decent two-way player, role mm. player. So I think that he'll provide that spark. But I think the spark for that, but let's just talk about that. Home run run for Stanton. Let's talk about the so let's talk about that fourth quarter and that comeback. What did you see? What were the positives that you saw? Granted, this is it was borderline summer league pretty much in the fourth quarter. But what does it do for the confidence of this Rockets team that can take that needs every win they can get? In my opinion, absolutely. What do you think? I think this is good for them. It's good for the team. It's also good for Silas that he can have confidence in these guys. One through fifteen, absolutely. So, you know, shout out to Steven Silas. Like he, I think that he made the right choices based on how um, the rotation was made. The offense was run well. I really liked the defensive scheme. The offensive scheme was just, I loved it to a T. 
it was exactly what I would want to be run by this team with KPG at the point. Um, in regards to Exum, in all honesty, um, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with that in, in terms of Exum. I was, you know, and I was talking about in terms of just the fourth quarter and this team as a, as a whole. Yeah. So I thought that this team is great. They can carry it on to game two in the preseason, which I think is tomorrow. Are they going back to back? I don't know. It's tomorrow or Thursday. I don't remember. No, they're not going back to back. I think we have a game against Miami. Is that what we saw? Yeah. Let me just double check for the fans out there. But I'm I'm very proud of this team. I'm proud of what they have, and I'm excited for what this team is going to bring. So Thursday is their next game, game two of the preseason, Houston Miami. It's a nine o'clock game, and it's in Toyota Center, huh? Playing it's nine such PM. Such a weird start. It's a weird start time. I thought we'd be playing like you'd say nine o'clock. You'd think West Coast. <laughs> Absolutely. So nine o'clock is actually the start time. Weird. I don't know who's going to be at that game, but hey, kudos to you if you're going to be there. Um. 9 p.m. start time, Houston, Miami. Let's carry it forward for this team. It's going to be tons of good stuff happening for this team. A lot of good. Good for Boston. They're on the way. Yeah, good for Boston. They, they are on the way. It's going to be fun. A lot of good stuff. So before we end before we end this pod, we have good vibes going towards the Rockets. But we need to provide good vibes. Let's switch over real quick, GM, to the juice box state of mind. That's right. Rub your eyes. Wake up, baby. I'm because squeezing Thursday, the juice box. Thursday. Because we just saw Boston advance. Let's go. This is it. This is it. The, this is maybe the last run in Astros history. Oh, my God. Not Astros history, but at least like in the golden era. Of Houston of, Astros. Of Houston baseball. Astros. Yes. Good vibes towards the Astros. GM, call it. How Game far one. do the Astros get? We win it all, baby. Oh. We win it all. You win it all. I said it in the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say it again. We win it all. Yeah. Okay. And I'm okay with being wrong. That's fine. I got faith in this team. You've been a man that has not been afraid to eat crow ever in his life. You've no. been a man that will gladly. And I, and myself, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm the guy that I thought I thought Omri Caspi was going to be a legit game changer for our Rockets team in 2013. So that's neither here nor there. But you know what I mean in terms of that. I am cautiously optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic every year, except for, well, you know, even 2019, we were dominant as all hell. I am confident, as long as Carlos Correa is on the roster, that this team will win it all. Jim Crane, please. Pay the man. Pay the man. Swear to ever living everything that is holy on this earth. Please. There's no dollar amount that is worth it. To pay someone who provides a spark for your team on the field as well as off. It is like not signing Derek Jeter to his to the contract that he deserves. He's Derek fucking Jeter for this team. He's one of the greatest shortstops of this generation. One of probably one of the greatest gloves shortstops of all time. I'm saying that already. I am openly saying that. I'm already calling him one of the greatest gloves. Because he his arm is ridiculous, and what he provides on the field as well as off playoff performances nonstop. He will always be there when it counts. His WAR is like what seven point seven point oh. Come on, is the highest position player in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm He's not going to lie. Like the way that the the Yankees folded 
I'm not going to be shocked if the Yankees sign Correa. Or if they're going to try to sign Correa. Absolutely, they're going to try. They'll probably throw 10 years 400 at him. Because, like, I mean... I can't hear that. I don't want to hear that. I mean, they, they're they just going to have to trade Stanton. I'm going to stop this. Some no, money. I'm going to end this year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. If they uh, even offer that money. That's up to Correa, though. Correa could, Correa, I can see Correa rejecting that, though, to be honest with you. I can see it, too. The difference between 260 and 400 is a lot. But in the grand scheme of things, Carlos might think, do I really need 400? But he probably might want it just for the sake of being the highest paid. Yeah. You know, good for the brand and whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, he cares about his brand. But actually, from this year, I've come to the realization that I don't think the brand is a big deal, but it didn't come off as a huge deal. Because no. a lot of people were down his throat with the back injury that he suffered from the massage therapist and all that stuff. So it's obvious that he knows. And on top of that, he's continued to perform at the level that he needs to be. He just wants to be compensated mm. for the way he plays, for the yep. level that he plays, and for what he provides for our team. You're not going to sign Springer, let Springer walk. Why are you going to let Springer and Correa both walk? You let Springer walk to get the opportunity to sign Correa. You got Verlander and Granke coming off the books. Just pay that man, Jim Crane. Pay him now. Yeah, I, I can. I, I just. I. I think that the team now knows that they should attempt to the way that the city loves him. Like he wants to stay. He's not the bad guy here. So he obviously isn't. He deserves let's, to be compensated. Let's do it, he deserves Houston. to be paid. Let's get it. Let's do it. Game one. Game All right. One. Give me the final score. Uh seven three Houston. Alex Bregman hits two homers. Shit. Okay, I'm gonna go six to two. Carlos Correa gets a homer. Bet. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Let's go. All right. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and end our episode here. GM, as always, I appreciate you. All hours of the night, you're always with me. Either we record in the mornings, early afternoons, noon times, evening times, late evening times, and here we are recording literally minutes after the end of the uh, first preseason game. And I appreciate you for staying up. And doing the late the late show. This is a summit after dark almost, basically. Basically, yeah. Summit <laughs> after dark. Let's summit after dark. That. Let's fucking go. <laughs> you already know. Anything you gotta say before we end on the pod here? Any shout outs? Anything you gotta say? Anything about the Rockets, Astros, whatever? Nah, we're good, man. I'm just uh I'm ready for Thursday, honestly. I want tomorrow to go by fast because I'm I'm Great. over it. Great. I just want I just wanna see the Astros. I wanna In see the, the start of the run to the World Series for Houston. Let's appreciate it too, because I've said this before, if Correa walks, the golden era is pretty much over. And and I that's it's a tough pill for myself to swallow, but I firmly believe that if Correa walks, the golden era is officially over yeah. for the Astros. There's no way we win a championship after. I'm sorry. There's gonna unless we do major, major changes. But other than that, I don't see it. So Agreed, GM. I'm ready for Thursday. Let's get Wednesday out of here. But of course, hey, wait. No, let's not get Wednesday out of here because Wednesday is Wednesday is going to be a very important day because that's when we're going to, that's when the episode is going to come out. So be on the lookout for that. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for listening once again to this episode to our podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Forty nine episodes in weekly episodic Houston Rockets dedicated podcast for y'all's beautiful listening ears from our voices we're so happy for y'all be sure to follow us on instagram at summit state of mind underscore pod or on twitter at summit s-o-m pod 
to get the latest and greatest on news, releases, trades, what have you, anything related that is Houston Rockets, we will have it there for y'all. Box scores, anything. We will have it over there for y'all. Shout outs to Shots and Thoughts Podcast, who gave us an incredible shout out on their latest episode. We appreciate y'all for everything that y'all do. You guys have been great. Please follow Shots and Thoughts. Talking about they play games. They you have anything curious? They talk about topics that they look up and try to understand, and they drink. Above all, what's more incredible than that? It's one of the it's one of the best comedy podcasts out there. So be sure to give them a follow. Give a follow as well to the Sports Trap Podcast. They don't talk about just Houston Rockets. They talk about all things Houston. Hell, they talk about all things national sports. So be sure to give them a follow as well. Houston Podcast, we all need to stick together, definitely. This is definitely big-time stuff happening down here in the Dirty South. So with that said, with this pandemic going on, please make sure that you are washing your hands for 20 seconds. If you are not vaccinated, please wear a mask for uh, when you are out. Please take care of uh, yourselves, and most importantly, please take care of each other. I am not going to continue to say Tuesdays, Tuesdays, you know what that means. It's going to, just letting y'all know now, it's going to be changing up every now and then. We are going to be changing days. We have to go according to the schedule that is before us. We want to be able to review these games and get it out for y'all. We don't want to wait a week if there's a game right before the Tuesday pod, right before the Tuesday release. So we want to make sure that we get it to y'all as soon as possible. So we may push it a day or two back at most, maybe a few days at most. And But there will always be a weekly episode coming at y'all and you will be able to get the news first and foremost on instagram so be sure to follow us there as well so with that said on the sign off i got the jam right here next to me this is your commissioner on the go home take care we'll see you next week the summit for life